my experience with miscarriage is a lot. <sighs> miscarriage is one of those things that you you hear about it and you know that it happens, but you just don't think that it'll happen to you, as cliche as that sounds. Um, and when it comes to my family building story, um, I always planned on having kids. It was never an if, it was always a when for me. And um, I had it all planned. I was going to fall in love. I was going to get married and then I was going to have babies. And I, that's how I thought it was going to go. But, um, in October, 2017, I turned 30 and I decided that I was in the best place I'd ever been in, in my life. My boyfriend and I were deeply in love. We'd been together for three years. We bought our first home the puppy that we got was almost a year old. We were, I knew that we were going to be together forever. And so even though he hadn't proposed or anything, um, I just felt like I, I felt the clock ticking a little bit is honestly part of what it was. And also I just, I had been on birth control for half my life at that time. And I wanted to know who I was without it. And I noticed that when I was taking my pill every day, I didn't want to anymore. And so I just decided to have a conversation with him a couple months later after I was sure in um, January of 2018. And I just said, I'm not going to take birth control anymore. Um, and if you want to prevent pregnancy and other methods, I'm open to that. Um, but I'm comfortable with starting our family. And that was the only conversation we ever had about it. Shortly after, about a month and a half from then, it was pretty apparent that we were both on the same page. We wanted to start our family. And so, you know, that was the have fun trying stage, which melts away pretty quickly, especially when you're like me and you like to have control of things. Um, and so uh, winter turned to spring, spring turned to summer summer turned to fall and still nothing had happened. Um, and so I went and saw my doctor and was just asking them if there's anything wrong. And they said, um, well, you're going to have to do blood work. And I said, "Never mind. I will, I will wait. Um, and they said, everything seems fine. You're young, you're healthy, you know, things the doctors always say. Um, and then in December, it happened. We got our first positive pregnancy test. And I mean, I remember that day crystal clear. I was so excited. I was on my lunch break from work and I saw the positive test and I just didn't know what to do with myself. And I called my boss and I said, something came up. I, I need to take the afternoon off. And I went to the store and I remember walking through the baby section, which I'd never really done before, even though I had a niece, uh, you know, I just never really saw the baby section the way I did that day. Everything looked different to me. And I was so excited. And I ended up, I was trying to find a way to surprise my boyfriend. And I bought a onesie that was blue, <laughs> which makes no sense because it's not like I knew anything about what this baby was going to be. But it just, I just had to have a onesie and all of them seemed gendered. So I just bought one. And then, um, I surprised him that night and he was very confused. He was like, wait, do you already know? Are we having a boy? So 
that kind of <laughs> messed up the surprise a little bit. But um, yeah, so we were we were very excited. And I didn't, like I said before, I didn't think anything would go wrong. I just assumed that everything would turn out okay. And I calculated out my due date and downloaded all the apps, joined all the groups. You know, I was like, we're having a baby. And then um, I went for my first ultrasound. I was supposed to be six weeks along, just almost seven weeks. And um, the ultrasound tech couldn't find the heartbeat. And she said, everything looks normal. The baby is just too small you must have your dates wrong. And I knew that I didn't because I am kind of a control freak and I had counted out every single day and I knew exactly when I had ovulated. I knew exactly when we had conceived. And I called the doctor and I said, is there any way that this could be wrong? And she said, well, there is a margin of error in medicine. I was, and I searched for people telling stories of my baby measured behind and now they're three months old, you know? And so they told me the only thing I could do was just wait two weeks and come back for another ultrasound to see if the baby had grown and if it would be a quote unquote viable pregnancy. And I just remembered leaving that ultrasound room and just feeling so off and just so like confused, but I still didn't know what was happening. I thought something was just incorrect and everything was going to be fine. And I was worried, but I, I didn't know what was going on. And then, um, January 3rd of 2019, it was a Friday night and I was laying on the floor because I was feeling some cramping in my back that felt just like period cramps. And I remember I even said that out loud. I said, this just feels like a period. I, something doesn't feel right, but it still wasn't clicking in my head. And then I went to the bathroom and I'll try and spare all the graphic details, but there was blood. And I just remember I started absolutely bawling out of, out of my mind crying. And, um, luckily since it was a Friday night, my boyfriend was home and he came in the bathroom with me and just sat there with me. And, um, Usually I can talk about my miscarriages without crying because, um, I mean, this was a long time ago and a lot has happened since then. And I do talk about it a lot, but sometimes when I tell everything through, it still strikes a chord emotionally. But anyway, I just remember I cried all through the night off and on, and I knew exactly what was happening. A lot of women go to the doctor. A lot of women go to the ER. And I just, I called my friends, I called my family and I told everyone I had lost the baby because I just knew that that was what was happening. Um, and the doctor told me that I had to come in and get blood work to confirm. And I was terrified of needles at that point. And so I followed through and I went and I got the blood drawn and everything confirmed that, um, the pregnancy was over. And now we just had to wait for my levels to go back down to zero. Um, and the doctors told me, you know, this was, we, they tested a few things and they said, everything looks good. It was probably just bad luck and it won't happen again. And of course, since these are my doctors, I took them at their word and waited the month they told me to wait to start trying again. Um, so that brings us to March of 2018, 2019. Um, 
so we started trying again and we were excited to try again because we thought that things couldn't possibly go wrong a second time. Um, and it took several months, but in September of 2019, I got a positive test. And in the miscarriage and infertility community, if you lose a baby and then you get pregnant again, the baby that you have after miscarriage is called a rainbow baby. And that day I was on my way to have dinner with a couple girlfriends. I got my positive test. I was so excited, but also terrified. And I got in my car and I went to have dinner with my friends and there was a rainbow in the sky. And it just felt like, okay, this is for sure happening. Like I'm having this baby. And so I, you know, got my hopes up. I went straight to the doctor. I got blood work done. I wasn't afraid of needles anymore. And um, they called me um, a few days later and said, you know, we, we checked your levels. Um, the HCG hormone, which is the pregnancy hormone, went up and then it went back down and you're going to have another miscarriage. And I, of course, desperately was like, you know, searching for a way out. Are you sure? And, you know, she said, yeah, I'm sure. And the next day was my 32nd birthday. And that's when I started bleeding. And so here I was turning 32 after, you know, basically deciding two years ago on that day that I was going to start a family with not only empty arms, but an empty womb and a broken heart. So um, at that point, after having two miscarriages in a row, I said, okay, something is wrong. And I started being an advocate for myself at the doctor and just pushing really hard. And I switched doctors at that point. And my new OB said, yes, I agree. Something is wrong. We're going to do a full panel of blood work for recurrent pregnancy loss. And so as much as I was looking forward to having answers, I was also really afraid of, afraid of what those answers might be. And so um, I tried to kind of go on with my life. And then um, at the end of October, um, my boyfriend proposed to me and I was over the moon and so excited. And of course I said, yes. And then I, you know, I decided that we would hold off on trying to start a family until after we were married, because that was my dream in the first place originally. Um, and then the next day, my doctor called and told me the results of my blood work that I have a rare condition with my chromosomes called balanced translocation, which it's a lot to explain, but essentially I have messed up chromosomes and some of my eggs are perfectly fine, but some of them are affected and it's hard to know which ones or how many, but essentially every time I get pregnant, I have an increased miss risk of miscarriage because so many of my eggs are affected by chromosomal abnormalities because of my chromosomes. Um, the interesting thing about balanced translocation is that it doesn't affect me at all until or unless I try to reproduce. I have all the, I have all of the genetic information that I need. It's just out of order in different places. And so every time you go to reproduce, the egg only gets half of yours and half of the father's. So if it takes the wrong half of mine, it'll have too much of one chromosome, not enough of the other, essentially. It's a lot easier to understand if you look at a picture of it. But, <laughs> um, and so, you know, when I got that diagnosis, I asked the doctor what we can do, what's the cure, and there isn't any. You can just basically 
keep trying naturally and go through more miscarriages and hopefully get a good egg and have a successful pregnancy. Or you can go and do IVF, which is what a lot of women choose to do and kind of do the exact same thing, but do it all at once and send the embryos off for genetic testing to see if you can weed out the ones that are chromosomally abnormal before you even get pregnant with them. But the problem is with IVF, a lot of women come up empty handed after spending tons and tons of time and energy and money and putting their body through a lot. And so as of right now, I have not, I have decided not to do IVF, but I won't rule anything out for my future. So at that point, we had just gotten engaged. We were really excited about the future and we were not going to get pregnant until after our wedding. We were going to learn more about balanced translocation, try to understand it, and just make a really clear plan for what we wanted to do. But of course, on Thanksgiving, surprise, I was pregnant. And I remember crying really, really hard when I saw that positive test. I said, this is a joke. And I said, I'm not ready to miscarry right now. And but, but I mean, what was I going to do? I wasn't going to stop the pregnancy. I was, I wanted this more than anything. So I calculated my due date and it was seven days after the day that we had chosen for our wedding. So I pushed pause on wedding planning. I didn't cancel anything because I knew that I was facing another miscarriage and I scheduled the blood draws. I scheduled the ultrasound, but I, this time Nobody said congratulations. I didn't download any of the apps. I didn't join any of the groups. I essentially was just waiting to miscarry. Um, I still got my hopes up because I'm human. And then things seemed to be going really well. And I went to my ultrasound and there was a heartbeat. And it was the first time I had ever made it that far. It was the first time there was ever a little tiny heart beating inside my body that wasn't mine, which was really exciting. And also I had no choice but to connect with the baby at that point, no matter how hard I had tried not to, to protect myself. Um, and then we started telling more of our friends and family and, you know, the odds of miscarrying after you've seen a heartbeat are, they go down dramatically. Um, and so we had a trip planned to Mexico in January of 2020. And I called my doctor and I said, look, I just want to make sure that everything is okay before I go on this trip. And they said, well, if you want to miss, if you want to have an ultrasound, um, you have to pay out of pocket because everything looks great and you're not scheduled for another ultrasound until the anatomy scan at 20 weeks. And I said, but I have a history of miscarriage and I just want to make sure everything is okay before I leave the country. And they said, you can come in, we'll look for the heartbeat with a Doppler. That's the best we can do. So I did, I scheduled the appointment. I went in and they told me it was early and they might have trouble finding the heartbeat. Uh, at this time I was supposed to be 10 weeks along. And so I went in and I brought my best friend with me because my husband wasn't able to get out of work. And they tried to find the heartbeat and they said, you know, I, we're having trouble finding it. We're going to get you in for a quick ultrasound. And I was excited because I was like, yay, I'm going to see the baby. Like I really didn't think anything was wrong. Um, and then, you know, the second the screen popped up, I looked and I, I knew there was no heartbeat and I was searching 
the screen and holding my breath. And, um, you know, then the doctor said, I'm so sorry, there's no heartbeat. And of course, I instantly burst into tears. And, you know, so did my best friend. And I felt so bad because I felt like I was breaking her heart, not just mine. And then, um, you know, I, I just wanted out of there as soon as I possibly could. I just wanted to leave so bad. And she said that um, I would have surgery that night. It's called a DNC, and it basically just removes the pregnancy. And so I was thankful that I was able to have the surgery right away, and I didn't have to walk around carrying a dead baby, which is just a, another world in its own um, for very long. So she let me out the back way, so I didn't have to walk past all the pregnant ladies in the waiting room. And, um, I went home and took the day off and watched bad reality TV and cried all day, waited for my then fiance to get home. And then he took me to the hospital and I had the surgery that night and it was all over. It was, you know, two full years into our fertility journey because we had started in, January 2018 and now it was January 2020 and I had had three miscarriages and I was right back where I started and I just was in complete shock and disbelief um it just felt like I was in a dream and somebody just woke me back up and I was right back where I had been before with no forward progress made um and so from there, I decided to pick back up on wedding planning and then planning my wedding felt kind of sad instead of exciting because if I hadn't lost the pregnancy, I'd be having a baby instead of getting married in August. But, um, you know, as the months went on, I found ways to be excited about it and I ended up, you know, really enjoying the process of wedding planning because at least it was something that I could control. And, um, our wedding was absolutely beautiful. We got married August 1st of 2020. And as luck would have it, I was, um, I was tracking everything and it looked like I was going to ovulate right around our wedding day. And so I was hopeful that maybe we would get pregnant right away, but that didn't happen. And then, um, we went right back to trying, you know, because we had taken this really long, wonderful break, which was great for both of us, both mentally and, you know, in a lot of other ways, because trying to have a baby is all consuming, even if things go well. So when here we were, we were finally married and we said, okay, let's do this. Let's get pregnant. And so, um, our third month of trying, um, I got a positive test and, it was a very faint positive, which I knew what that probably meant. And so I called the doctor and scheduled a blood draw so that I could at least have documentation that I was in fact pregnant because I knew that I was. And um, I had three blood draws last week and all three of them showed that I was pregnant, but my levels went up and then back down again. And so I started miscarrying for the fourth time yesterday. And so today I am 
making my way through my fourth miscarriage. Um, I'm still hopeful and I know that I will have a healthy baby someday. Um, well, I don't know that I will, but I know that I'm not going to give up until somebody tells me that I absolutely have to. And I know that there is hope. Um, and even though some people would have given up a long time ago or pursued other methods, I'm stubborn. And this whole entire process has both made me feel very, very weak and very, very strong because I can see myself break and fall apart and get back up over and over again. And I'm no stranger to grief or trauma now, even though I went pretty much my whole life without much of it. I was very fortunate. Um, and I've pursued a lot of resources to help me. Um, one of the things that I find most helpful is sharing my story and talking to other women who are going through loss and helping them know that they're not alone. And a lot of women that I do talk to, if they are pregnant after loss, they're so afraid. And I tell them, my story is not your story. And I just, I'm going to keep going. 